everyone. Welcome to another Chesapod. I am Joy Pande. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have another special guest uh, for this week's podcast. Listen, it's a SAFTA award winner. An iconic historic you definitely in the books, internationally and local. Thank I'm you. I'm talking about Bonko Koza. <laughs> Yes, Umzanzi Celeville is filled with flavor. But you know that Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the cheese pot. Yo, shout out. Hello, Chisa fam. Chisa fam. Mm-hmm. We were having a conversation about the fact that this is the first time we're actually having a real conversation. Right. The world is dead. Which is odd, right? Because That's you, so odd. Because uh, apparently this building is... Uh, it's is a culmination. A, it's a household of many people yes. that I... Some that I've um, spoken to before. Yes. But yeah, it's my first time on Chisa. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I need you to promise me, though, before we go further, I need right. you to give me, like, an exclusive something for, like, Sunday time. Oof. But that doesn't have to be right now, because right now we're here for Chester, right? All right, cool. There's so much to catch up on, and I wanted to go back from the beginning. Because when I was, like, reading up on you, I'm like, damn, your story is hectic. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, every, I think every success story has its ups and downs, its peaks and valleys. And I've had my fair share as yeah. a 32-year young you know, yeah. artist, but yeah, it it didn't it didn't look like what it looks like now. No. Yeah. No, and I mean the fact that you even just saying like thirty two year old artist, I'm like yeah. no Yo. way because the stories that I've heard or that you've also told like yeah. on different platforms have been like insane. So I want to start from the beginning. Okay. I want us to start from the beginning. And of course, I mean we know Bonko Koza by now, but for me, I I just had a couple of questions with the fact that. I want to understand how you got into acting because apparently you were a rapper at some point. Word. Rugby at some point. With a beat, bro. With a beat. beat. Like, drop <laughs> the beat. Like, I, I'm so, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit a lot right now just right. because of your story. But let's, let's go from the, so from the beginning, how you got into the acting space and how it started first in, in, in rap and in graphic design and stuff. All right, so you want like a... Yeah, like a little summary as to like... A summary, okay, cool. So, um, what can I say? I've, I've been acting for... I acted in like preschool plays. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I mention these things all the time when I, when I speak to people because those are like my most uh, um, poignant memories. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Was like part of my childhood, I just remember being on stage, being the... Big bad wolf in the in the in the you know three little yeah. pigs yeah, or, yeah. or whether I'm Captain Hook in the little mm. Peter Pan thing, those are the kind of experiences that shaped my childhood. But I was more of an artist, you know. Mm. Uh, I used to paint, mm. more of a visual artist. Let me say that a painter. Yeah. So I used to draw very well. I used to I used to paint, and then um, when I left primary school, I got a scholarship to play rugby at this. At this high school called War School President. Listen. Yeah, where I Afrikaans geleerd het. Listen. I'm from War School Akashi. I'm just also going to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Afrikaans schoolers. Afrikaans schoolers. Shout out. They're notified. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but in grade nine, some homie got his back broke, bro. And 
this homie was a grade 10 playing first team mm. and it was supposed to be something special like wow he's so young mm. and he's now in the first team mm. and unfortunately not well i think boy probably got better but he spent uh some years in a wheelchair yeah i was like <laughs> take your scholarship I, i'm not doing that <laughs> i was like no nah, take your scholarship <laughs> um you know and then i i, 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 I pursued my my art at the national school of arts from mm. grade 10 to grade 12 and then my whole you know my whole childhood growing up i i really thought i would be some sort of visual artist or designer you're not pursuing that at all in no, right now nah. really? I, the, the pictures i paint now are more for the camera okay you know and the characters i build mm. like everything adds value mm. you know I, I i'm still the same guy mm. it's just that i think i'm using the tools in my own way. Mm -hmm. So left matric, went to Vega for one year. Mm. Hella expensive. Hella expensive. Um, did my second year at UJ. Yep. I did a BA at UJ for in, in design. Mm. And then, which I didn't finish. I want to make that clear. <laughs> which I didn't finish. And then yeah. I went to the Market Theatre Lab. Mm. And the crazy story about that is I was dating this girl, right? Mm. And not your wife right now. Not my wife right okay. now. Okay. This is 20... I met Lissejo at the lab. Oh, okay. This is 2011 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. And we had like... We were like, cool, we're going to go to the school. So we met in high school and she was like a drama student. I was an art student. Mm. And she did like a, a gap year. And she was like, I'm going to this market theatre school. You should, yeah. you know, let's do it. Let's let's go back to school together type yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, do we not break up after, <laughs> after hey. I had applied and I'm like, you know. Yeah. So I was like, cool. The relationship goes with everything we tried to do together. Yeah, oh, okay. Then the school calls me around February like, man, are you, are you still pulling up or what? Yeah. I'm like, but I had already dropped out of UJ. So I'm just like, okay, let me do this thing. And turns out the boy got a knack. Hey. Turns out the boy got a knack. I booked my first commercial that year. Nice. Which was a really nice Halls commercial. Don't know if you guys yeah. remember it, but if you're on YouTube, just Google Halls Wire Car Ad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was my first commercial. First yeah. year. I was like, God, oh, this is life, Moss. Yeah. You know, food on set. They pick <laughs> you up. Absolutely. They treat you like. And also, that's my thing that. about being a lead. Like, my first experience of acting on screen was a lead for a commercial. So mm. I've always. Um, Enjoyed that space of mm. like leading leading shows, mm. and then I've never looked back ever since, bro. That yeah. was twenty thirteen, so it's ten years in the game. That's ten years in the game. Yeah, I mean, tell me also just about your family aspect. I know, of course, you almost like the black sheep of the family. The yeah. fact that everybody's incorporated and whatever. Yeah, but I know your your family is also a little bit supportive of that. I mean, your father, the fact that. Listen, when I heard this, the fact that your scripts were in English and yeah. somehow he helps you with like yeah. translating. Yeah. So I'm Zulu Panga. Mina, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Zulu, but no, I Panga. Okay. I Panga. I'm going to say Natali. Baba Muyano Sue Natali. Zaleo Natali. Yeah. I'm first generation Johannesburg. Yeah. Or oh, me and my siblings. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, he's the Zulu. I needed him for yeah. playing the Zulu. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We'll yeah. get into that, but I think I want you to talk about just like this Joburg lifestyle and especially in the art space and the way that it can like consume a lot of people sure. um, but I don't think it's it that consumed you like the fact that I think at some point you were like 
selling drugs and like dealing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, was that the Jobic lifestyle that ate that part of you? Or like, how did you even get into that space and how did you even get out? I would say it's the Joburg lifestyle because that's where I'm at and that's yeah. where I grew up and, you yeah. know, those are the people around me. the stuff that we're exposed to. And the stuff we're exposed to. So, this, well, I would say around 2014, 15, um, yeah, I was, I was beat down, bro, um, trying to make it in the game. This is after, like, uh, the whole market theater thing and mm. booking your commercials. Now I'm, like, out on my own. Yeah. And yeah, we had to get busy. We had to be on the road, do whatever we got to do. Mm. Um, and plus, I was in the music industry. I was touring with a bunch of DJs. I was a drum and bass MC. So the drum and bass MC is the guy who... You see them now. They're so popular. And I was like, I paved the way for y'all niggas. What is that? So if you go to the club and there's a guy busy... <laughs> nah, I yeah, Is that it? <laughs> That's an MC, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I was laughing oh, in the back. Why do I have Yes. Um, okay, so you used to do that? But a drum and bass MC is more lyrical. Okay, okay. So he would... I, I, would, I would drop verses on top of the drum and bass mm. music. And... Um, yeah, that got us involved in like a bunch of cool stuff, you know, the drugs, the music, the nightlife. And yeah, man, I ended up having to, I was living in Ponty, mm. 51st floor. Crazy. Um, yeah, and yeah, we were just getting up to no good at that time. Yeah. And luckily the movie that saved me was Necktie Youth mm. at the time because uh, the director, Sibs, was kind of framing that world we were in. Yes. And... I happen to be an actor <laughs> yeah. who can, you know, we, we can work together on a cinematic level to tell that story. Yes. So, yeah, yes. that was that was back I, then. I, I like the fact that you mentioned Sips because I think that's also like a, a quote that I heard when you were like always talking about Sims and the fact that like if this acting thing doesn't work for you, like you're just going to choose another like route that's going to be probably. Oh, I thought I was going to kill myself. Yeah. yeah. Like was, were you legit like suicidal? Dude, let me let me paint a picture for you. Um. I was selling, I was selling like uh, MDMA's and and weed and like ecstasy pills, party drugs, really. Yeah. Um, out of my beetle, mm. and it's like the, this is like you never sleep. You know, you're always getting calls mm. that are driving up and down. Mm. Whether it's go pick up your supply or, or mm. deliver to people. So the day of the callback for Necktie Youth, yes, I didn't even audition. Yeah. Right. So, so like, to paint a picture, Sibs, Sibs did a short film with me. Yes. Then he kept telling me, like, we've got more money. We're going to do a, a, a movie. Da, da, da. I was like, whatever. So on the final day, like the final callback where mm. they're like about to send like a cast list to the client or to, to the producers. He's like, bro, I just show up. I need you for like an hour mm. at three o'clock. Yeah. So I somehow get there at like half past one. I'm like, I check in on them. Like, I don't need you yet. Da, da, da. Mm. Passed out in the in my beetle outside yeah. of the, the casting place. Yeah. Like a knock on the window, like, yo, let's go. And I didn't, I think I played the scene, but I was just like so wrecked. And it, the talk with Sibs was literally walking out of there when I was like, yeah. if this job doesn't happen, yeah. I got to be on the road, bro. You know, mm. I, I got to, you know, I got to do my thing. Yes. And he was also on along the lines of like, yo, if this doesn't work out for me, then then I'm also like, yeah. you know, in a position. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of fueled that movie. Uh, the energy that drove that movie was just like kids just wanting to to tell their stories. Yeah. You know, because Jabs was a little, uh, was a lot like me at that time. You mm. know, um, he, you know. Except he died and you're still here. 
and I think that part of me died as well. Yeah. You know, it was a therapy for me where this nightlife, the drugs, the what, you know, uh, all, all of that business, mm. I think it went with jabs as well, where the success of the film showed me a light. Yeah. You know, the success of the film being in New York, bro, being nominated alongside your idols. I mean, listen. Freaking Richard Gere across the room, James Frank over Come here. On. And it was just like, okay, this might be the life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, maybe it's not as profitable or lucrative yes, at that at point. At the beginning. At the beginning. Definitely. But it's definitely something that's fulfilling. Yeah. And that's when I really decided that, like, okay, let me. I mean, it didn't happen for me right then. Yeah. But it was, it was a conscious decision to be like, yeah, maybe this acting thing is. It's something that that you can pursue full that time, I can pursue, basically. yeah, full time, or something that can help me, you mm. know. Because um, when we're young, we want help, we want to be understood. Mm. So navigating characters and and using these characters as a release and using these characters as a therapy, in a weird way, it, it's it's a healing process for me. Yeah, yeah, keeps me I, sane. I definitely want to get into that, but I also want to know, like, during that period. Yeah, I mean, you. I feel like you don't come from like a you don't have a poor background, like Niraiti Ekaya. Like the fact that you went to these schools, like it says yeah. a lot already. So, like, what are your parents saying to you at that time when you were in this depressive, suicidal, trying to chase the? Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't. Life. I wasn't really living at home at that time. You know? Yes, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure you were communicating with them. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. my parents, from the jump, they knew I was different. You mm. know, so I, there was a time where you know I would feel a resistance mm. um, over who I am, and I think when I was still at Water School. Mm. But when I finally went to NSA. Mm. Maybe they could see the light in my eyes, like, okay, he's happy, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah, one thing I could say with my parents is that they they were very supportive in the sense of being open minded. Mm. Like they weren't supportive, like, yeah, we're gonna you're we're gonna take you to castings and you know we're gonna take you to drama school or we're gonna, you know, not that, not like um, who's the uh, the Selena. The tennis, the tennis. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, like, not, not, yeah, not, yeah. not Serena Williams. Yeah, father. not Serena Williams' no, no, no. dad type not of Richard. level. No, no, no. No, but more like they allowed me to find myself. Yeah. You know, and at the same time, I'm driven by the idea of trying to make this thing look like it makes sense. Mm. So, as much as it's like art and whatever. I tried my best to move in a way that looks legit to someone who doesn't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm. So to my parents and them, it would be like, when I book commercials, I'll show my mom the cash and say like, yo, you know. It's a thing. Or send her some cash mm. and be like, you see this thing, it, you know, it helps yeah. or like it's it's a real thing. Yeah. And I won't lie, bro. Like only until a commercial yeah. when I was like literally on TV and even then wasn't enough. I think after the wife, they realized, like, whoa, he's yeah. actually good. Yeah. Like, yeah. he doesn't just act. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I think me being good came from, not their pressure, my own my own self, self-given pressure of trying to prove the legitimacy of what I do to, mm. to people like my parents because they were so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But also now the hearing of the stories... Obviously now they didn't know back then about like the whole selling drugs and the beats. So like, do they yeah. know about the stories? What do they have to say about them now? I don't 
dude, I'm sure they do. And um, oh, it's not a tag. Nah, okay. I think it's also like my parents. That's what I mean. Like they're so open-minded, bro. Like I've got really like uh, a pair of amazing parents, dude. From my dad, like my mom. My mom's like my best friend. She's like the most beautiful person mm-hmm. you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. My dad is like the most humble, smartest person you'll ever meet. You know, mm-hmm. he's the most chill guy ever. Very sweet. So I think, the, yeah, I take a lot from them, like their their patience, yeah. their allowance for you to make your own mistakes. Yeah. And yeah, I made a lot of mistakes and they didn't judge me for it. Love they didn't, that. Absolutely. you know, they didn't, they, they, they never pull me back to yeah. a moment in my life where I wasn't 100%. Nice. And to my defense, you know, we, we grew up in, you know, like a post-91 yeah. kind of generation that was mixed in hanging with white kids for the first time where mm. our previous, you know, generation didn't. Yes. And we're being exposed to these things on the outside, but when we come home, it's this traditional kind of structure, mm. you know. Um, so th- to my defense, that's that's a very complicated time to grow up in mm. where you're trying to be black, but you're being... You know, you you you're being exposed to a more Eurocentric environment. Yeah. You you live in the suburb, but you're really poor. That's how I'm like. That's so funny that you think I I grew up like. Uh, I mean, no, dude. I th- my parents just got the house. Yeah. You know, with what like I think they used exactly what the bank would allow them to mm, use. They mm. had three children. You know, um, it was not easy, man. Yeah. There were many dark nights with candles. Mm. Um, there were, you know, I remember my parents not being able to afford a lot of things. Mm. Even, you know, coming to matric, I wanted to go to NSA. Coming to gra- to high to, school, yeah, yeah. I wanted to go to NSA from the jump. Yeah. But it's like, dude, they're giving you a scholarship here. Yeah. Why would you? Why? Yeah. We would we would, we would be dumb to like pay cash when, mm, you know. When there's a scholarship. So it was available. always those negotiations. But um, yeah. yeah, from a class level, I, I won't deny my sense of privilege from a class level. Yeah. Not not fully growing up in Soweto yes. or not being from Ezungulin uh, uh, or Nambiti. Yeah. Know, um, I'm a Joba kid, 011 forever. Absolutely. You know, it's just that the part part of Joba we grew up in. Yeah, do you know poison? Hey, poison. What what do you mean? Like poison what? Poison yeah, fuck? Okay, you see. Poison so what? Maybe you are the previous one between us here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's an area called poison. <laughs> oh hectic. In the south of oh, Joba. No. So no. yeah, like for people who know, man, it's um yeah, it's not like the best place to be to okay. come from. Okay. Yeah. I see. I want to talk about your transition um, from the old Bongo to the new. I mean, you did speak of just the fact that how acting has been a, a therapeutic, you know, yeah. type of catharsis, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. platform for you. Um, a lot of actors, I feel, when I hear the stories and how you commit to a role, yeah. like, for instance, like the Joker and how people mm. go full in, like, even just the other day, I think it was like, oh, Tembinko Tembu, for instance, mm. who was saying like he's broke his back, his knees or whatever. I wanted to know like how far you've taken it when in terms of committing to a role in the stuff that you've done. Look, um, my, my journey's only begun, right? So the work that you've seen, um, look, Jabs was pretty much me. Mm. I, was, I was pretty depressed in a bad space shooting Jabs, which worked for a story that we tried to tell. 
and I would say, you know, be, working on the wife was was some of the hardest work that I've done. Mm. Um, committing to a guy like Umkhele. Yes. Um, from from a, a a psychological point of view, mm. and then obviously from an appearance point of view, mm. the, there was work that we had to do. So I would say, yeah, Umkhele was hardcore. You know, uh, yeah, from from his sound, we crafted everything from his sound mm. to how he walks, how he talks. I actually have a masterclass on it hey. on YouTube. Just Listen, tune in. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, that was that was hard work, and especially mm. for the period, I had been used to being the, you know, the call actor. Yeah, you, know, uh, you come in for a day or two, you play the the brother, or the cousin, or you do a commercial. So for something that would be shooting for nine months, my own anxiety saved me because I was like, I'm not going to be in and out of this character mm. for nine months. Mm. I need to figure him out now. Mm. Have him stand next to me, and we go to work every day. Oh, right? okay. So when I say stand next to me, I mean I've I figured out like how he ties his shoes, what shoes he wears, what type wow. of underwear, his pants, how he combs his hair, blah, 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 so that I have this body of habits that are so far from bonko. Mm. Also, you know, the people like to think uh, actors like to think that bringing a character as close to you as possible could consume you. Or is the work? Yeah. And you're right. It actually, that's the risk, right? You run yeah. the risk of it consuming you. Yeah. Because you, you, you're not, you won't be able to tell the differences anymore. Mm. So we built him so far from Bonko mm. that I could spare myself, you mm. know. Especially, he's quite a, quite a traumatic character. Yes. So I, I decided to build a whole nother. Mm. That walks different, talks different. Da, 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 da. Everything is just different from Bonko, mm. so that I know when I'm inside Mkhele and I know when I'm outside of him. Okay. You know? I know when I'm Bonko. Yeah. When I start talking like this, mm. I know that okay, I'm Bonko. So yes. I have to. He can't, we can't speak the same. We can't no. walk the same. We can't dress the same. Yeah, like you're like completely different people. I remember seeing like when when the wife was still the wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Bonkele. I saw some interview of you, like, so eloquent. And I'm like, no. Right. This is not it. Okay. So that was, that's how you separated the two. So it never got into your head? Nah. Okay. Not you didn't really. have to debrief, go through therapy. and. Look, after a while, the, after a while, I have to admit that it did. From a fame perspective, mm. you know, uh, we work, we work in isolation as actors you know, even on the day, it's just, you know, you and the people around you and the camera. But once once it, it went into the ether, mm. the fame became something to consider. Because mm. now I'm Bonko walking in the mall, but you're calling me Mkhed. Yes. You see. Yes. So I was like, wait, but I worked so hard to yeah. separate these people, yeah. you know. Yeah. And now it's like, it feels like... Everything I did is like for nothing because mm. this guy's gonna see me dressed like this and still call me Mkhele. Mm. So it makes me think like, wait, didn't I, didn't I, didn't I clarify that enough yeah. for y'all? You know that yeah. he's the he's the golf tee, <laughs> <laughs> golf tee <laughs> chain wearing. Yes. You know, um, but then I, dude, we I I learned from trial and error that it's just uh, support. It's all love. Mm. You know. Um, I put myself in, in, in those people's shoes and I'm like, dude, if 
if I saw uh, someone I really love mm. and I have the opportunity to shake his hand or take a photo, mm. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to act fresh with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. So I, I always see it that way. And maybe most people don't know my name. Well, now we do. Now they do. <laughs> now we do. But when you see me in the street, the first thing will be like, I'm ah, glad. I'm glad. You know, <laughs> which is, um, yeah. it's all good. So, so um, another thing is, I mean, is, was that the reason why you left? Because you wanted to separate yourself from, what was the reason actually for you? Yeah, the I mean, the first place and dude, switching. mental health, mental health comes first for everybody. Every artist right now who's listening and watching, like, let your mental health come first. Mm. I wasn't in a good space. Um, was it the fame? Was it what we just spoke about? Was it the workload? Was it uh, fatigue? Uh, I think it was more of a combination of things. But mm. the point is, I didn't see myself fit to um, to deliver to the people who walk up to me. And, you know, but Doug, you got to understand, to walk up to someone yeah. and tell them, I love you. Yeah. love your work <laughs> that's real love that is real love so now i felt like i'd be disrespecting you know or taking lightly the support that i have because technically they supported me when i was working from a certain space mm. so there's okay. also a fear to say hey Pilar, you know you and me and my supporters have like a relationship like a mm. we're like a couple almost mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I don't take for granted that they will catch me. Yeah. I don't take for granted that one day, or let's say I did carry on. Yeah? Yes. I don't take for granted that one day, episode 47, whatever, when's that? Okay. And you know how, how vocal our audience was, right? Yes, yes. I mean, they could catch... They could catch the smallest things. Mm. Like, hey, why does he kiss with his eyes open? Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm just thinking these guys are, they've got me on a magnifying glass. Okay. And I don't want to, I don't want to ever feel like I'm doing things for money, you know? Mm. And like, it's not easy to walk away. At that, that was like the peak. Hyper. Was it though? I, I feel, okay, wasn't it? I feel like it was though. Like, that's where, like, that's the most prolific, like, I think that I think a lot of people in Mzansi well acquainted your face with. For sure. That was the that was I think the the season one was the peak. The end of season one was yes. the peak. Of the oh show. yes, okay. So you, you know. felt like it was ah, let me time to walk away. No, and already going into season two it was like, okay, my role is slightly less, you know, mm. um kind of, kind of comes and visits and whatever. So when you're not consumed by something, you have time to reflect. Mm. Um but uh, look the point is I didn't want to half anything that I'm a part of. Anyone who's ever worked with me knows that, dude. Once I'm involved, I'm the call you at 2 a.m. type of involved. Mm. All the directors on The Wife knew I had all their numbers. Mm. Google from Stained Glass, Pepsi and them, they yeah. all knew that I was the one who will call you and say, can we talk about tomorrow's scenes? Or wow. can we talk about next week's scenes? This is what yeah. I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So I, I quote myself now, you're, doing, you're reading your lines at work. Mm. You know, the, or you, you, you're very comfortable, mm. and yeah, dude, I, I, I'm just that. I, I never want to shortchange people who really support me. Yeah, you know, and yeah. in that same breath, I want to preserve myself for them. Yes, because two things can happen. 
I can be Mkhele forever or you can realize that I've got a, I'm only 32, as you say. Yeah. There's so much more. So much more. There's so much more life, bro. You know, I've, I, I just had a baby. The, like, life is changing. It's, you know, yeah. I, I got married, you know, during the time. Of the, so it's like, things are going to come, guys. Things yeah. are going to happen. But with me, Tabo here, he's going to buy a new camera in like five years because mm. this is going to be outdated. Yes. But I'm still going to be me. Mm. You know? Mm, just so, uh, just more evolved. <coughs> just more evolved, yeah. and that that evolution is based on my awareness and me taking care Absolutely. of myself. You know, um, to make sure that this career is long lasting. Yeah. Guys, shows are gonna come and go. Yeah. There's gonna be the wife, the uncle, the friend, the boyfriend, but Bonko is only one. Yeah. So if I if I if I compromise my mental health or physical health or, yeah. or myself for one job, mm. I am I am denying the audience of an experience mm. a, a lifelong experience mm. for as long as I'm alive I guess absolutely yeah uh, I like the fact that you're in this space right now especially the fact that you mentioned that you had a baby yes baby girl, right? yes baby girl um, yeah tell me about also I'm sure there's also another shift now that takes place Yo. when you're about to be like right. a parent and now you have to everything that's in you has to come out and must come out correctly and you learn you know, yourself to, yes, yeah. yes tell me about that just this stage it's, in your life right now it's been good dude it's been tiring but nothing beyond my abilities nothing beyond anyone who's ever worked on the wife <laughs> we worked really hard um but from 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 my perspective an actor's perspective it's mm. like yeah those late nights mm. which I, I feel like i've been used to but it's also mm. yeah being hyper like yeah like you you focus on this person like my child can feel when I'm holding her and then I'm like, let me quickly sneak some my phone, you know, yeah. it's like, you know. Yeah. So I think from an energy point of view, they feel mm. if you are giving them everything you have. Mm. How many days, how many weeks? I don't even know she arrived. She's three weeks old. Oh, wow. Yeah, fresh. three yeah. weeks old. I mean, I just got the exclusive. Dang! I mean, dang! dang. I mean, that's what we're here for. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, man, it's 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 been a beautiful time. My wife and I are learning each other more now. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. you know, trying to support her as a mom, really mm. trying to support me as a dad. She's an amazing mom so mm. far. And, yeah. I mean, she's also in the arts. I'm sure it kind of also helps to have that person who understands both your work and also yeah. these different stages that you've been <sighs> that is that if if anything that's my biggest blessing mm. Lesejo. Mm. you know Lesejo is really sent heaven sent for me bro you know mm. what i mean like uh, i can't even figure myself out mm. um i mean i was once suicidal which means i was sick of myself at a point mm. right so she's someone who like genuinely loves me every day and i love her so much as well um, but yeah, every day I try to figure out like how do you yeah. deal with this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's absolutely amazing, bro. And and we're having a good time now with 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 our daughter, mm. learning parenthood, navigating parenthood, navigating now work. Mm. You know, the balance, the balance in jail, yeah. everything. It's it's yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the balance of it all also. Uh, comes with your latest gig. Yeah. Uh, Headspace. Is, is that like, a, when did you start shooting this uh, Headspace? Let's talk about that a little mm. bit also. Dang, I should have prepared. Was it, la was it this year? 
It was March, February, March this oh, year. Oh, okay. See, I'm switching into the accent um, because ac- mm-hmm. we're, we're <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was probably around February, March. Okay. Mm. Okay. Tell me about the the role that you play. Obviously, voiceover stuff. I mean, we've also heard your voice on many, many platforms, especially at the peak of the wife tale now. Yeah. Um, has has animation always been uh, something that you wanted to get into? That's definitely a dream of mine. I'll tell you now. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, um. I'm a, I'm a lion. I'm a Leo. Yes. So I'm oh. I'm I'm out for everything. Shout out. You know, yes. well, everything within my diet. Yes. My diet being my abilities. <laughs> Your abilities. <laughs> you yes. Know? But I, I'm I'm really out for blood, bro. I'm out for everything they said I couldn't have. Mm-hmm. Everything that I've wanted as a kid. So yeah. Um. I I I grew up watching things like Lion King. You know, that's that's the that's the, that's the movie that shaped my whole childhood. Yeah. In fact, I knew. I knew the words to Lion King and The Mask and Ace Ventura before Yay. I could speak English. Okay. Okay. So it was just predestined. So, yeah. So, you know, um, I've just been the, the vo- maybe my vocal range also mm. as a kid. That's what fascinated me. Mm. If you think of The Mask, you know, Jim Carrey and mm. obviously these animations, yes. pretty yes. like far out type of sounds that Absolutely. you hear and that's the stuff I enjoyed the most so mm. I've been doing voiceovers for a while bef- even before acting I've, yeah. been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been doing voiceovers mm-hmm. and yeah when this opportunity came man I was super excited um, it's crazy because all these things come as a piece of paper or an email yes right with a name yes. and lines yes and you have to make whatever you make out of it. Yes, that's I love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's magic, really. Yes. So yeah, um, we recorded. I got the audition probably around the same time. It wasn't too long before they called me back. I think okay. it was in the same week. Yeah. And then yeah, started recording Norman. Mm. Uh, Norman is this kid in Headspace who loves constellation and planets and aliens and. He thinks aliens are the future and they're going to save the world. Dang, dang. Dang, dang. <laughs> On the other side of the universe, yeah. these aliens are chasing each other, right? Yeah. Good guy, bad guy. The good guys get sent into this like black hole, mm. which then brings them to Earth. Mm. And they land in Norman's drink. Mm. And Norman takes a sip and they get into his brain. Hectic. And they take over Norman. And the bad guys also come and they take over someone else and mm. then... It becomes this alien, inhuman, yeah, adventure. Okay. I like animation, so. Okay. <laughs> I I'm hope I explained there. that right. It's yes. called Headspace because the, the aliens yes. yeah, are, are yes. in his head. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's get into what else you got in the pipeline. Uh, I'm really hoping one day we'll get like some rep, something, some documentary. I would love to watch like a documentary or like a book or a movie or an anime, something of you. Just tell me what's oh, in man, the pipeline. Guys. I said first. Hit me up. Hit me up. Me and Joy <laughs> want royalties, but <laughs> we're, we're happy to talk. Yeah, definitely. Um, this year, I just released Kia and the Kimoja Heroes. Yes. Which is my latest Disney animation as well. Yeah. Um, awesome action yeah. adventure series with you know a really amazing cast. It is a Disney show set in South Africa. Mm. So, um, and I was speaking to I was speaking to another publication earlier, and I was like. They asked me, like, what are you, you know, what can people expect? Yeah. And I sat and I thought about it. I was like, wow, guys, you can finally expect, as South Africans, to be represented on Disney 
which is a global platform. Mm. So all of these all of these shows when I to rather explore with Mzanti actors. You know, because often it becomes a thing of like yeah, it's us, but we went, we didn't approve. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or you know, they'll say Tabo. You know, you're <laughs> like, who the hell is Tabo? Tabo. So <laughs> we have we have like a mostly South African cast. Um, it's it's set in Kimoja, which is this African place, and mm. yeah, man, you have a black girl lead on a Disney animation show. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Any other work that you're going to be doing? I did mention rap. I want that album. You want the album? <laughs> I want the album. I give you the EP. <laughs> I give, you, I give you the single. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's that. Kian the Kimoja Heroes. It's yes. finally out on Disney Junior. Yeah. Headspace is coming out. Yeah. Box office on Monday, mm-hmm. the 11th of October. Um, I'm shooting a ser- currently shooting a series now for Showmax. Can't say too much about that, but Damn. it comes out in... December. In December. So it's you got my numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Then we'll do. A, a, yeah. A, a, yeah. Okay. Something else. Something else. Um, I got two features coming out on Netflix next year. Lovely. Um, the one got announced, so I think I can talk about yeah. it. It's out on deadline. It's called Heart of the Hunter. Yeah. With Manza Dube. Nice. Um, it's a Dion Mayer adaptation. Excellent nice. movie. Yeah. Super excited for everyone to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then. Yeah, I'm going to New York next week. Listen, um, just <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's, it's things are exciting, man. Things yeah, are really books exciting. are busy. Yeah. What are you gonna be doing in New York, by the way? I'm attending a L'Oreal uh, event. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Upongo. Thank you so much. Wow, you're Thank booked you, and busy with your schedule. You still had time to come and chat to us. It's and all love. I like the fact that this is the start of like many other conversations to follow yeah, about man. us documenting this amazing, amazing journey that you've been on. Thank you. Really all the best and thank you so much. Thank for you so much. Peace.